Welcome to the Word of God podcast. The Word is quick and powerful. They have life-transforming power. Listen to the Word of God read by Adrian Brown. Adrian has been living in the Word and living by the Word of God for over four decades. Here is another episode where the Logos Word become the Rima Word, where the written Word become the living Word of God. Here is your host, Adrian Theophilus Brown, with more Word of God. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to another reading of the Word of God. In the first episode, we looked at an overall introduction to the Word of God. In, in that first episode, we read only one verse, the first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1, verse 1, which says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. If we can agree on that verse, as I said, without question, everything else will be easy to understand. Bereshit bara Elohim. In the beginning, God created. The Hebrew word for beginning is Bereshit. And the word bara means to create something out of nothing. Before the beginning, there was nothing, no matter, no space, no energy, no time. All these came together at the same time to form the universe. If we have a problem accepting that verse completely, then we will have a bigger problem. One other approach I should mention in the introduction is that we will use scripture to interpret scripture. In other words, we will not be reading the Bible in a book-by-book -book format. What we will do, we will be going through the entire Bible, yes. But as we navigate our way through, we will read from different books to get a better understanding of the truth in plain view or hidden somewhere. The next important factor worthy of note is this. As I read and comment, it's merely scratching the surface by identifying some main points to stimulate your research buds for going deeper and to develop the Berean mentality. The Bereans were very disciplined believers who searched the scriptures after they took note of a sermon preached by the apostles. They went home and made sure that whatever was preached agreed with the word of God. That is how every be believer should behave. It doesn't matter who said something representing the God of the Bible. It must agree with the word of God. And you can't know that unless you prove it for yourself. Today we are going to read the first three chapters of Genesis. Bereshit, the book of beginnings, in the beginning. If it is at all possible, I invite you to get your Bible and follow along with me. So, let me give you a few seconds to grab your Bible. And remember, you can download the lesson on your personal devices and listen at your convenience. Let's begin today's reading of the Word of God as written in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good. 
and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called the night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was good. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature after his kind, cattle, and creeping things, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, 
Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every green herb for meat and it was so and god saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden, to water the garden, and from thence it was parted, and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is it which compasseth the whole land of Avila, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. There is Bidilom, and the oxen stone, and the name of the second river, Gion, the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. The name of the third river is Hidikel, that is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayst eat of it. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him 
and help meat for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Chapter 3 Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, He shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, He shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest he die. And the serpent said unto the woman, He shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day he eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art Cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall be, it shall bruise thy head, 
and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hath eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was mother of all living. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God made coats of skin, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Here ended the reading. Genesis 1 to 3. Now, have you ever been confronted with this question? How old is the earth? The general view most Christians take is 6,000 plus years. There are some who believe the earth is billions of years old. I embrace the former because if you are going to believe in a literal 24-hour, 6 days creation, you might have to accept the 6,000 plus years creation. But one doesn't know for sure because as we will see later, in the beginning when God created everything, there could be a gap between that time and the creation of man. We are not sure. But one thing is for sure, that does not affect our eternal salvation in and through Jesus Christ. But it is good to study the Bible and to know the Word. I accept the literal six-day creation because the Bible confirms that as recorded in Exodus 20 verse 11, which says, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord God blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The seventh day is the Sabbath, and it is special. It is set apart and holy because God made it so, and no man can change that. So Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. As I said the last time, that is a summary statement. In the beginning, God created everything. If you can absorb and accept that without wavering, 
all your problems with other scriptures are dissolved. But look at verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. This is no ordinary verse. You can find volumes of books to fill libraries on this verse. Have you heard of the gap theory? This theory came about because after God created everything in verse 1, something seemed to have happened that have caused the earth to be without form and void. Let's see why this gap theory deserves some attention. And the earth was. The Hebrew word for was is higher. According to some of the most respected Hebrew scholars, who say that the word was could also read not only because, but had become. That same word, higher, is used in Genesis 19, verse 26, where Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. That word, became, is the same word, higher. That is one part of the problem in that verse. The other part of the problem is that the earth was without form and void. Without form is the Hebrew word tohu, meaning confused, and void, bohu, meaning empty and waste. The understanding being derived here is, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then something happened causing the earth to become confused and empty. This is what caused many to believe there was a gap between Genesis 1 verse 1 and verse 2. Very interesting indeed. I'm not stating this position, this gap theory, because I believe it to be so. But studying this verse can create some profound question like when were the angels created and when did satan fall i am going to bring those questions up again later but back to genesis 1 verse 2 did god created a confused and wasted earth i don't think so let's look at some passages that speak to that isaiah 34 verse 11 it reads but the cormoran and the bittern shall possess it. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. There we see those words toho and boho, confused and empty. Let's also look at another passage in Jeremiah 4.23, which says, I beheld the earth and... Lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. The following verses in Jeremiah 4.23 speaks about some form of judgment. And wherever those two words, tohu and bohu, are used in scripture, they are usually associated not only with confusion and emptiness, but also with some form of judgment. But let's look at Isaiah 45. This chapter is surprisingly prophetic. It's a very famous passage. 
And I am tempted to read it. Let's read Isaiah 45. Let's find Isaiah 45. Uh, and, and read. Isaiah 45. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue the nations before him. And I will loose the loins of kings, and open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness, and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayst know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I formed the light and created darkness. I make peace and I created evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it, What makest thou? Or thy work, he hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, Who begettest thou? Or to the woman, Who hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands, Command ye me, I have made the earth, and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have high commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives, not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord, the labor of of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and of the Sabians, men of stature, shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee in chains. They shall come over, and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee. And there is none else, there is no God. Verily, thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Saviour. They shall be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They shall go to confusion together that 
are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. He shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it and created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray upon a God that cannot save. Tell he and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Surely shall one say, In the Lord of high righteousness and strength, even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Now, let us have a better understanding of this passage within its historical context. Cyrus the Persian king had just conquered Babylon and as he makes his victorious entry into the city of Babylon, he is greeted by Daniel of all people who shows him a letter written to him by name 150 years earlier. Why was he greeted by the prophet Daniel? Because Daniel knows the word of God and realized that Cyrus coming on the scene was a fulfillment of that prophecy. That is one of the most important reasons we must study the Bible. So we can, through the Holy Ghost, know what is happening concerning the word coming to pass. We must be like the sons of Issachar. In 1 Chronicles 12, 32, it reads, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. The sons of Issachar had analyzed their times and had perceived correctly what those times were all about. They knew what to do because they understood what was happening. We need to desire the Issachar anointing to enable us a better understanding of the times and season in order to influence both leaders and people. 
So, back to the enthralling prophecy with Cyrus. God says to Cyrus, Because I am calling you by name, you will know that I am the God of Israel. And he highlights his career and Cyrus is stunned. Can you imagine? Come on now. Use your sanctified imagination. Because of that incident, he not only frees the Hebrew slaves that he had just conquered, he also gave them resources to go home and build their temple. And so it's a very famous passage. In that passage also, as God is writing this letter to Cyrus, it's one of those rare places where God really argues for himself. <laughs> you know, the Bible generally assumes that. This is one of those passages where God really challenges the reader, not just Cyrus, but whoever is reading, including us, as to who God really is. And he makes some interesting remarks that we could comment on. One of those verses is verse 18. God says a very strange thing. Let's read verse 18 again. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is that same word in the passage, the same word tohu, without form, confused. God did not create the earth confused. Yet we find it confused in verse 2 of Genesis 1. Very captivating. And we could look at other passages to strengthen this gap theory. But let's go back to verse 2 of Genesis 1, which says, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness here is the Hebrew word choshek. It's not the normal darkness. This is unnatural darkness as seen in Exodus 10 and verse 21 which read thus and the Lord God said unto Moses stretch out thine hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt even darkness which may be felt my God that is not normal darkness that darkness was so thick you could cut it and darkness was upon the face of the deep. What is the deep? The word deep is the Hebrew word tehom, from which we get the Greek word abusos or abyss. The abyss is an unfathomably deep or bottomless space, meaning unfathomable bottomless, the bottomless pit where demons are imprisoned. That is the place from where the Antichrist emerges. That's the home of demons and evil spirits. Genesis 1 verse 2 is no ordinary verse. And it's fascinating to go deeper in it. Now, this gap theory, again, I'm not saying it is correct. Therefore, it should not be emphasized. And I don't want to emphasize it too much. But it can help us to examine other inquisitive questions. But I realize that we are going over the prescribed time for this episode. So I will have to pick it up next time. Don't miss this for anything. 
make sure you subscribe and pass on the good news to your friend. This is indeed good news. We are bombarded with bad news, fake news, false information every day. I find this very refreshing indeed. That's it for now. God bless. You've just listened to the Word of God with Adrian Brown. Join us again for more Word of God.